legendary actress, Catherine Mary Stewart. Welcome to the podcast. So I'm going to throw it over to Brian to start this thing oh, out. Boy. What's happening? Oh, boy. Oh. Forgive me if I'm a little... Uh... There's nobody. I mean, there's nobody. You know, you were just really a familiar face at the 80s. For me and yeah thank you Catherine so much for being here it's my pleasure I'm, I'm happy to be here you know thanks for giving up a Saturday look look at this it's Saturday morning where are the goddamn kids yeah yeah so where where are you calling us from and thank you by the way just to say thank you for accommodating my no night policy <laughs> no I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I got the gin and tonics going at 5 p.m. <laughs> Um, I'm calling from uh, North Carolina, uh, Kill Devil mm. Hills, that area. Um, Mark, we, I live. Go ahead. Mark's in North Carolina. Yeah, Wilmington. Yes. Nice. Oh my gosh, look at that! Wow. Wilmington, yes, and that's where we shot Weekend, Weekend at, Bernie's. at Bernie's. Nice. <laughs> Was in Wilmington. We did the whole, you know, the beach house thing. They it's literally built that thing on um, on a sand dune. Sand dune. It didn't have a foundation or anything. The pool was fake. It was all completely fake. <laughs> that that giant house in Weekend wow. at Bernie's. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Um, Richard? But I guess that was just cheaper for them to do it that way. So we shot on the beach in Wilmington, Richard? and it was supposed to be on this island. We did a little bit of shooting with the um, the lighthouse and stuff like that on an island called Baldhead Island. Hmm. Which you know, are you familiar with? Yeah, that? I've heard of it. I've yeah. never been there, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's where they shot. Uh, well, I, it is where they shot some of the stuff. Um, but mostly right on the beach there in Wilmington. And uh, yeah, that was fun. And also we shot some stuff in New York as well. But normally I live in New York. Nice. No wonder you moved to Wilmington, Mark. That beach is like awesome. North Carolina is like, I've got a lot of beach like with that. And wow. It does. Huh. Beautiful. Well, I'm yeah. going to get out there and visit him anyway. So you usually <laughs> live in New York, but now you're, mm -hmm. how long have you been in, in North Carolina? Um, well, we have a place in North Carolina and like I said, the Kill Devil Hills area, the Outer Banks of North Carolina, which is just, it's, it's Northern North Carolina. It's like right close to the border of Virginia. And um, my husband grew up in Southern Virginia, Newport News, Virginia, and he used to come down here all the time as a kid. And so this is sort of a part of his history. And he brought me into it. He built this uh -huh. house in like 1988 or something like that. So I have been fortunate enough to be able to take advantage of the beautiful beaches of North Carolina since I met my husband. Nice. That is yeah. awesome. That is awesome. Where did you grow up, by the way? I grew up in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. <laughs> really? Nice. Yeah. In Canada. That I'm is a cool. That's why wow. I had to wear the Toronto shirt, in case you didn't notice. Oh, oh, I didn't see it. I could only yeah. see half of it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I see now. Maple Toronto, leaves. Yes. Yeah, so. Got to go for the maple leaves. Although, you know, growing when I was younger, so hockey in Canada is massive. It's such a huge thing. And I have two older brothers. And so it was always... Saturday night, we would watch a hockey game. It was called uh, Hockey Night in Canada. And I can remember the theme song and everything. So we would eat dinner <laughs> in front of the TV and watch hockey. And in those days, it was like Toronto, Montreal. Um, I 
think those were like the only two real Canadian mm. teams. Later on, sure. of course, Vancouver and the Edmonton Oilers. When the Edmonton Oilers happened and Gretzky, that, that was, was unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to get to know Wayne Gretzky a little bit. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Wow. Uh, yeah. What? How did that happen? That's a big, that's a big deal. He's like yeah. the, the hockey legend of all time oh, yeah. in my mind. He he's pretty he's pretty incredible. I did he used to do these like celebrity baseball events or something like a Gretzky event, and we would go up to uh, like um, what was it? I forget the little town that he grew up in in Ontario, and we'd go up there and we'd have this baseball game and raise money for a charity with a whole bunch of celebs, and he it was his thing. Um, he did a bunch of those kind of stuff, and I was involved with that. And I remember the first time I met him, I was like, oh, my God, you're Wayne Gretzky. And he's like, oh, my God, you're Catherine Mary Stewart. <laughs> so it was like this mutual thing. It was like in the 80s, and, you know, I was working a lot. And, of course, I knew him from his hockey. So, yeah, I got to know him pretty – he and Janet pretty well and um, went to his wedding and stuff. And, yeah, we – and knew him in LA. Um, and then, you know, life goes on and um, I, I haven't seen him for a long time, but I would, I'd love to meet up with him again. He's a, he's one of the nicest guys you ever want to You meet. can tell. Yeah. I was just going to ask. He, I read books about yeah. him and he seemed to be like the most charitable, nicest guy. Wow. He's, he's a really awesome, he's an awesome dude, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Especially if you're growing up in Canada, he's like everybody's hero. Hey, uh, so your parents, they grew up in Canada? Or are they from Canada? Yeah, yep. I'm uh, purebred. <laughs> um, I guess my on my mother's side, uh, her father immigrated from Scotland. Mm. And her mother was born in Canada. Um, and on my dad's side, his father immigrated from England. But his mother was born in Canada. So I'm like, you know, purely, I guess, fourth, third or fourth generation Canadian. Yeah. Cool, cool. So born and raised in Canada, but you wanted to be an actress. Uh, What did mom and dad do, by the way? What what were their? Yeah. So my dad was a professor of uh, zoology at the University of Alberta. My mother had a graduate degree in physiology. So I come from a very academic background, but which is sort of, it it feels like it it shouldn't fit. But um, if you ever watched my dad lecture a big room full of students, you could see where I get the acting bug from. (laughs) This is like on, he's on stage and he performed, man. And um, even like growing up, for some reason in my family, there was always music blasting away and both my brothers singing at the top of our lungs. And and I was, because I was the youngest and the girl, I, I think that I got pretty animated just trying to attract attention to myself because they were like, yeah, you're a girl. You know, in those days, girl. Yeah probably still, but, you know, they would go off and do the guy things that I would really want to be a part of, you know, but I couldn't because I was just a little girl. Um, So I think, you know, basically in my household, everybody was pretty animated. Um, I think my mother kind of held, you know, sort of kept us all grounded. But um, yeah, we 
we were we were out there it was like friends would come over and they were like what's going on here you know this is such a weird place um but i started out really at, in terms of performing as a dancer and that's what i really was looking to pursue when i got into acting i i graduated from high school i went to london england and enrolled in this um it was a performing arts school it it was you know did a lot of stuff but it, it focused on dance and but i got you know all through high school also i did you know acting class and stuff like that but um it really gave me a great foundation there and um i got my first acting role while i was living in london mm. and it was just this weird crazy a situation where I happened to go to an audition as a dancer for this rock musical. They needed dancers, they needed a whole bunch of dancers. And I happened to go because a couple of my classmates, I was taking, you know, class in London, they heard about this audition. They thought, oh, let's just go and see what it's like. So I happened to run into them on the way to class. And I decided to just tag along and see what it was like. Um, I wasn't, you know, you were supposed to go to these auditions prepared, you might have to sing, you might have to read, you know, I just was there in my regular dance outfit, you know, and it was, it was a cattle call, 200 dancers, all, most of them professionals. And um, the director saw me and he kind of pulled me out of the crowd of dancers and asked me if I could act. So of course I would say, yeah. <laughs> and he had me read for this, the lead female role and sing and I ended up getting it and so that's how I got into acting and that was like the apple crazy. that's the name that of the movie the I've seen it yeah <clears throat> oh yeah that might, the epic motion picture epic. Tell, our, yeah. tell our viewers briefly what that is about <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> good point I love it me and Mark Thank were saying you, isn't it weird how this apple is this big company now and it's called the uh, apple and uh, we we're like that's yeah. kind of creepy <laughs> So yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody check that out. Not, uh, yeah, not I, not uh, related at all on any level no. whatsoever. No, 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 no. But I just thought yeah. that was very, very uh, interesting. So, so you mm. accidentally became an actress. You must have stood Kinda out it, in this room. Apparently, to the yes. director, I did. Yeah, he actually pulled one other dancer out, and somehow I got the role over her. I think she was kind of pissed off. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> no, she probably was, and I'm sure she was fine. But she ended up being one of the, the dancers in the movie. So she, I mean, she ended up in the movie. But uh, yeah, I, I remember it was the two of us. I didn't even know. I was just like, okay, I'll do that now. I'll do this. I, I had no idea what was going on. It wasn't like, oh, excellent. I want to be an actress now. I was just like, okay what do you want me to do you know very mm. almost like the character of vivi on the apple very naive <laughs> um yeah the apple is sort of a it's 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 called a futuristic rock musical set in 1994 and and, and in those days that was very futuristic apparently mm -hmm. and it's kind of an adam and eve story that's where the apple comes in and there's all these fantasy scenes as though you know take a bite of the apple and and become a superstar in the, its corrupt music industry that rules the world it's very strange and bizarre but it was so much fun oh my god i had so much fun what do you remember most about that um well it was Give us a good story. Every, 
Yeah, everything. I mean, it was such a brand new experience for me. And I mean, my naivete really helped me because I had no kind of preconceived ideas of, of anything. So I was like a sponge, just kind of like, tell me what to do, I'll do it. And I was so excited about doing this project that when I got the script, you know, I kept reading it. I knew it inside out. I mean, I knew everything. I knew everybody's dialogue. I knew all the songs word for word. You know, I was, I was just, and it wasn't like even consciously trying to, I know I'm going to be prepared. It was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, and we shot it in Berlin before the wall was down. This was like oh, 1979. Wow. And um, so that was, so Berlin, so Berlin was divided into West Berlin and East Berlin. And the wall went right between the middle of it. Um, and it, so just because of the circumstances of the place, and it was surrounded by East Germany, which was communist, serious communist. Um, it was like this little island. And because of that, it was like this really crazy sort of place. Like it was, it was sort of an anti, anti-communist place. It was just <laughs> like the opposite crazy place, which was kind of cool. But was what was also really interesting was that from West Berlin, you could go into East Berlin, you could get on a train, you could cross the border, go into East Berlin, wander around for a while, and then come back. All, but n nobody from the East could come into West Berlin. Mm. I mean, that the wall was for them, they mm. were trapped. And it was a real interesting um, dichotomy of the craziness of West Berlin and the colors and the action and the, just the culture there to going into uh, East Berlin. And it was like, it was like a ghost town. It was like a lot of just gray is what I remember. And not a lot of people walking around, just not a lot of foliage. It was really weird. Um, so that was very, very interesting. I learned a lot about the the wall, the Berlin Wall. And so when it came down, that was really significant. Um, but I remember one time, you know, I <laughs> um, I was new to this whole industry, call sheets and you know, all that other junk. And there was a day where I worked and then I thought the next day I wasn't going to be working for some reason. I don't remember why. I just didn't see my name on the call sheet or something. So I went out with a bunch of people that night, stayed out all night long, doing crazy junk all over Berlin, literally all night long. And I came back to the hotel at like 7.30 in the morning. And there was some like AD like freaking out trying to find me because I was supposed to be in a bus going to the set for my makeup and hair and everything like that. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> and so, um, I got there late and in those days, you know, it was all film, nothing was digital. So it, it, they had, you just couldn't sort of, uh, everything was very, very much more expensive to just produce and shoot and all that other stuff. So the fact that I was late on a day that I was scheduled to shoot this stuff, um, cost them a lot of money. Again, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, oh, shoot, I, I, I was pretty good at being on time for stuff. I, yeah, I'm pretty conscientious about all that junk in general in my life. I was sitting in the um, 
makeup chair getting ready and the director came down Menachem Golan he's he's you know famous or infamous really for just his sort of his his mood swings oh I mean ultimately he was a total teddy bear but oh my god he was so angry he came down to me and in my face he's like you will never work in this town or you'll never work in this business again like this and I was like gulp I, I, I and again at that point in my life I was like well that wasn't really my intention to be in this business anyway so it it, uh, I hated him yelling at me and it, it was, you know, he made his point, that's for sure. But, um, I, I, you know, it was, it, it was crazy. It was one of those cliche moments, you know, you will never work in this business again. Seriously. And he was so mad at me and I don't blame <laughs> him, but it was oh, also man. like, oh, geez. And then I thought, yeah, you're just this anyway, kid. So I'll just go back to dance. Oh wow. wow! And you're so young and everything, but 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 I mean, you're so good. I'm. You come from this academic family, so you're probably <laughs> really um, at least a little disciplined in life. You know, growing up in that house, I'm sure. So you're yes. learning lines easy. It was. <clears throat> it's probably all coming really easy. You get this role, and probably some light goes on, saying that you can be an actress. I mean, at what point did you say, you know what, I can be an actress. I'm going to be an actress. Um it 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 was a a strange journey, I guess. Um, after we shot the apple, I went back to Edmonton for Christmas, and a friend of mine uh, is a was a casting director in Edmonton, and there was this little movie that they were casting. It was like a ski movie. Remember, there used to be the uh, you may not actually probably maybe too young, but there used to, there were used to be these movies that featured like really intense downhill snow skiing hmm. um there was a period like in the early 80s and late 70s where this was a thing so what this movie was it incorporated all that really great skiing in the in the rocky mountains and you know um uh, i'm trying to think what the term would be but it's like skiing in in places that you know you have to helicopter to or something like that. extreme hmm. skiing let's say Oh, and yeah. they incorporated that with kind of this comedic narrative. Hmm. And so I was cast in that um, as a, the, the girl in this group of really good skiers that were sort of uh, running from, uh, they stole a bus and they're running from the goofy bus owner or something. It was a really silly movie. It was <laughs> called Powderheads. Mm. which could be also interpreted many different ways. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> uh, but that was, but so that was like my second movie and it just happened. It fell into my lap again. And I thought, well, this is crazy. Then Menachem, who, Golan, who directed The Apple, asked me to come to LA to work on another movie for him. So mm. he was, he wasn't... Uh, he got over it. He got over it, yes. <laughs> um <laughs> So, uh, I, I, so here, again, being so naive, um, I went to the airport to fly to LA to do this movie um, from Edmonton. And at the border, they said, so why are you going to the States? I said, well, I'm doing a movie. And they're like, oh, yeah. oh interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you have a work mm -hmm. permit? And I'm like, um, 
Well, I'm assuming they have one for me. Uh, boss? In LIT. <laughs> and uh, they're like, no, no, if you're going to go to LA to work, you need a work permit from this end when you go through customs and immigration. I was like, oh, did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't let me on the plane. So I get back to my, I was still living at my parents' house in Edmonton, and I call Menachem. Once again, very angry with me. <laughs> I was like, just going to say that. You, why did you tell them that you were going crazy? And I'm like, I don't know. You didn't tell me anything. So um, all these things were happening. Also, the, the Apple opened the Montreal Film Festival in like 1980 or 81 mm. or something like that. So I was mm. back in London. They flew me over like first class and I had all this publicity. That <laughs> is a big like, deal. Oh. It was a huge deal. Yeah. There was all this publicity about <laughs> oh me. And, and again, I'm just kind of going with the flow. I don't, you know, it was sort of fun, but it, it, it's very strange because again, it was never really my intention to be a movie star or anything like that. So it was just kind of like, I was just going with the flow, I have to say. And eventually I did go down to LA and um, uh, I got an agent pretty quickly based on the fact that I had this lead role in a feature film. And um, I kind of went around LA auditioning for a while, um, which was, I also really loved it. I mean, I was doing like three or four auditions a day because I was young and I was, you know, girl next door kind of looking thing and uh, sort of fresh, you know, per face for Los Angeles. Um, and I ended up landing the role of Kayla Brady in Days of Our Lives. That was the next big thing I did. I did a couple of episodes of stuff on the way. I didn't think I'd seen you. Well, you definitely have. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm tired just listening to you. You were so busy. Wow. I mean, that was just a magic ride that took you right into like stardom. That is just incredible. It was a, it was a whirlwind. I mean, for me, but I loved every second of it. I loved it. It was so much fun. Of course, I know you from Night of the Comet and The Last Starfighter because I was yeah. a teenage boy. So I just naturally, you know, I watched The Outer Limits today. That was great. Uh, oh, did you? Both of those episodes. Phenomenal. I, that, you did such a great job in that. And that, I don't really like, you know, I watch, I don't really watch The Outer Limits and stuff like that very often, but really, really amazing. I was just loving that whole episode. And, uh, Anyway, the one with think, Tom Arnold? Because I've done a couple yeah, of Yeah, the one with but... Tom Arnold, and then you did one with Alan The Gideon uh, 4000. The Gideon 4000 <laughs> was great. What? But isn't it cool, though? What I loved about doing those shows was it's sort of a glance into the future. I mean, that's obviously what they're supposed to be trying to do, but it's quite realistic when you think about it. I mean, oh, like the one with Alan sure. Ruck, for instance, um, was about a kid being genetically altered to be the perfect child. Well, and then, of course, the awful sure things that happen because of it. Mm -hmm. But, I oh, mean, they talk, they're talking about doing stuff like that. Oh, you, you know, know Genetically. It. You get this. You know, so, I looked at that robot and said they can do that right now. There's of two course. of them walking around. Oh. They're actually citizens of countries. There are two android-like no robots. Oh, yeah. There oh, are two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sophie wow. and... Uh, I oh, no, I think I... Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I've heard about that. Yeah, it's it's a little it, creepy, and this all this AI stuff is is it's a little it, because there's no you know oversight or control over all this stuff. It, it it's like social media, you know, it mm-hmm. just spins kind mm-hmm. of out of control. Or even things like pay with your palm. Have you heard of that? Where you go to the supermarket, yeah, and you pay yet. with your palm. You're like, what the heck? Oh, yeah. well, it can read us. Yeah, it'll scan the lines on your hand or something. Just like it reads your face. It's no different. No difference yeah, at all. Yeah. So it's yeah, like all yeah. these things we they're they're alive right now. I mean, uh, yeah, the, the the AI is just something that was just cloud talk before. And now they're we're being warned when, you know, by pretty yeah. smart guys, I think. Yeah. And so so, it's, yeah. And not like the 80s, though, you know, when, uh, you know, uh, you know, I was so here's what, what what it was with you in the 80s. You had the perfect 80s look. You were so pretty. And had the you still have great hair. I love your hair. And I think <laughs> Night you. of the Comet, even one of those zombie nurses was just like, I want her hair. That's basically. <laughs> and then they cut to your scene. I'm like, wow, that. That is the greatest hair of all time. I think you did. I love the eighties for that. You know, <laughs> and it was all perm, you know, but I loved it. I loved bigger, the better man. And I loved like the shoulder yeah. pads and the, the, yeah. the wide belts and the cinched in waist and the poofy pants. I Definitely. loved the and the makeup. Everything was sort of exaggerated back then. <laughs> It was, I tell you, it was so, for me, I loved it. It looks kind of crazy now, but I remember at the time just having the best time with all of that stuff. And yeah, the hair was so much fun. I mean, it's, it's, I, I mean, I've never had, I've always kind of liked my hair, which is a weird thing to say. Like I've never thought, oh, I hate my hair or something like that. But when I got the perm and it was just like, poof, I was like, absolutely oh, you know yeah. this is excellent <laughs> it was gorgeous and everyone could go big but it didn't always work and yours was just yeah. like perfect everyone's trying to achieve that look in the 80s <laughs> you, you yeah. just did yeah. and so what was the when did you do something when you're like wow this is kind of a big uh this is like uh, a bigger movie and stuff like that what came next was that night of the comet or so yeah the First thing, the first movie I did in L.A. was The Last Starfighter. Why can't you just stay? Maggie, I have to leave. I want you to come with me. Um, And I was actually still on Days of Our Lives when I I did that. So there was a period of time where I and for me, it was mostly night shooting. Um, So there's a couple of days where I had to shoot some of Days of Our Lives in the day and then work at night on um, The Last Starfighter, Um, which was, but that created a very smooth transition for me into like films and stuff like that. Um, And then it was Night of the Comet. But, you know, at that time, um, I feel like we, we were shooting these movies, but we didn't really understand i think most people actors would say this really think or understand what the impact might be um i have theories about why it still has such a solid fan base but um i really i remember really really wanting weekend of birdies because it was a genre that i hadn't really done before uh the actors were well known the director it was a big director. It was it was probably the biggest movie, like in terms of budget and actors and all that stuff that I 
um, done. So that was that was really exciting for me. Um, but you know, I have done so many cool things, and I've just tried to um, appreciate each moment. I've worked with some incredible actors, iconic actors, many of whom have passed away you know like well like in the last starfighter robert preston for instance oh robert and, preston yeah and dan o'hurley um incredible incredibly iconic actors so yes. i feel like i've been so so lucky in my career and you were the even last talking about was just, you know oh, go ahead mark go ahead we're talking about you know the berlin wall earlier look who's saying down the berlin wall David Hasselhoff, and you were in that Knight Rider episode with us. Martinson, hi. My name is Michael Knight. I need to talk to you. It's very important. You should talk to my manager. He handles my bookings and interviews. Yeah, well, I'm from the Foundation for Law and Government, and there is an urgent matter concerning your father. I know! Yeah, that was... That? That's <laughs> so cool. Yeah, he was, he was pretty cute. I have to say, that was, of course as a young actor, new in Hollywood. That was, I did that, that that was one of the episodic things that I did before I got Days of Our Lives. Um, that was super, I was totally starstruck with Dave, Now, David did you Hasselhoff. really understand why that was so such a popular show back in the day, Knight Rider? It was David. You don't become the lead <laughs> of Baywatch for nothing. <laughs> That's true. Well, he, but, but it was a very, um, I mean, I guess it, it did it start in the seventies? It must have, because I remember it so clearly watching it on television. But it was also the car. Everybody asks oh, yeah. me, "How does Kit. that work?" You kit, but yeah, William how Daniels, does it work? Yeah. And that was fun to be a part of that because I got to. I I get. I it was so long ago now. I see clips from it. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> that was. It's so it feels so dated now. But um, it was fun to kind of see the secret of how Kit worked. You know, there was never a driver and all that other stuff. So that was fun. Got the inside scoop. Now, what was the most fun you ever had on a movie or a TV show? And what was the most challenging? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I had a lot of fun. Uh, okay. I, 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 most of the things that I've done, I thoroughly enjoy <laughs> it. And we just have a great time doing it. I mean, there was a real sort of um, connection, I guess, when we were shooting The Last Starfighter because it was a small film and it was really, I, I hate to say this because it's such a cliche, but it was really like a labor of love and everybody involved with it was quite young. Like the director was was pretty young, and and the writer and producer, there it was all this this, you know, just uh, they were passionate about it, um, and you really felt that on the set. Um, Lance Guest and I are still really good friends to this day. We just got along really well. Um, in fact, I'll, I'm going to be seeing him in a couple of weeks. I, I'm staying at his little guest house in L L.A. Gosh, so tell I'm him from a it. fan that his labor of love carried over. It's one of those movies mm -hmm. I just have to watch still to this day every mm -hmm. once in a while. I see yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that right now because it's been, you know, yeah. like once a year or something like that. And I'm just like, you know, that's the first time that you saw digital things really starting to happen. You know, which right. helped the budgets, I'm sure, you know, 
It mm-hmm. didn't all have to be. This is like the birth of CGI. And uh, and of course, you played Maggie, of course. I will never forget mm-hmm. that character. You know, wait, Maggie, Reggie. Hmm, that's interesting. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What I, that's what, that's something I really like about um, um, those two characters is that they're so different. You know, um, I, I, and actually, I'm more like Reggie, but I kind of look more like a, a Maggie sort of a character. But um, I love that they were so different. And so doing that show um, after doing The Last Starfighter, because I was generally cast as more of a, a Maggie character, um, was really, really fun for me. Because uh, I could really get sort of down and dirty, you know, and that whole in Night of the Combat, the whole fight scene in the alleyway oh, with the zombie. I was thinking, was did me, she man. do some? Yeah, I was saying, <laughs> was I could great. see her face falling down right there. And I'm not sure, great. but you might have been on that motorcycle for a minute. Uh, well, I, I, let me put it this way I straddle the motorcycle and look like I'm trying to turn cool. it on. I'm like, go, 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 go. And then as it zooms out, that is absolutely not me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, nope, that was not her. I could tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could tell. <laughs> yeah, I looked. I'm yeah. like, that no, that's not her. <laughs> well, TVs yeah. are so big and higher definition now, so you know. <laughs> that's true. That is true. That's a good point. Mm. Probably couldn't really tell before. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So that, but that was that playing Reg was a lot of fun too just because i really could get into that whole thing and you know the dance and it just, it was so much fun. and kelly maroney and i are still really good friends oh, um wow. we i also had a great time on the next movie that i did which was called mischief which was uh a, i don't know if you have you guys heard of that one i've heard of it i, I have seen familiar it. Yeah. yeah it was like uh it was set in the 50s about these kids that are graduating from high school and, you know, high school angst and all that stuff and having sex for the first time and blah, blah, mm. blah. Um, just that group of actors that worked together, we just, it, we had such a gas doing that movie. Just, it was, we had a, a, a offset. We had a, a really a fun time. It was very innocent. It was really, there wasn't like drugs and alcohol involved in it. We were just, we just had a gas, you know, it was really fun. Um, that's a really good movie too. I feel like, and you can, and I, and again, I'm still really good friends with uh, Chris Nash and Doug McKeon, who is famous for being on, on Golden Pond. Do you remember that movie years ago? He was very well. Jane Fonda and yeah, played Jane Fonda's mm-hmm. son. Yeah, really? Oh my gosh! Yeah. The, the kid who wanted to suck face. That kid was hilarious. Suck oh face. Gosh. That was the big line. That was um, hilarious. He's a a really good guy. This Chris. I mean, they. I kept in touch with them. Kelly Preston was in that. Mm who um, very, very sadly passed away a couple of years ago. We were all just devastated because she was just lovely, just a lovely human being inside and out. She was John Travolta's wife. Really? You remember Kelly Preston? Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. And she'd done a bunch of stuff after that, too. Um, so uh, that was super fun. Um, and then getting a weekend at Bernie's. And right after that, I did a miniseries called Passion and Paradise, 
um, with uh, um, Armand Desante and just a, another stellar cast. Uh, Rod Steiger was in it. I'd done a couple of things with Rod Steiger, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Hollywood Wives. This big, huge 80s miniseries where I was, again, the young, naive person who all of a sudden is finds herself cast in the biggest production ever, you know. Um, that was pretty fun. But, so, yeah, I mean, I would say, to answer your question, finally. No, this is great. <laughs> Passion in Paradise I shot right after Weekend at Bernie's. So I flew from the set of Weekend at Bernie's to... Uh, we shot it in Jamaica and I, so I was kind of tired already from doing weekend. I mean, just, you just get worn out from working. And um, I went straight to this. They dyed my hair red because it was based. I'm not crazy about the name by the way, but it's a, a based on a true historical event that has to do with the monarchy in Britain and world war two and gold and all this undermining stuff that happened at that time. Um, And my character was a true character in real life. Uh, A book, I think a book was either written about her or by her. Um, And that's what this mini series was based on. So it was, it it was a extremely um, emotionally demanding role. And the fact that I was playing somebody who really existed was a lot. Um, I got to work with Armand Asante, which was he played my love interest or I played his love interest, one or the other. Um, But it it was it was it was a tough shoot. But again, I'm not crazy about the title because it sort of suggests something but back in those days they always tried to find some kind of a, a title that was in sort of intriguing or enticing and like mischief same thing uh, but there's a more of a story behind that but um it used to be called mischief used was called um heart heart and soul heart and soul i think mm-hmm. heart and soul um and it was really this sort of gritty story about, um, you know, life as a teenager in the 50s. Uh, and it became sort of more about losing your virginity as a boy, you know, that because the, the ownership, it was a 20th Century Fox thing, and the ownership was changing as it was in post-production, and they decided they wanted to go more porkies. <laughs> and it didn't it wasn't it really doesn't come across as porkies but they wanted to bring in more of that kind of sexual element i guess it's still a really lovely lovely movie um yeah so just i i've done so much stuff that i'm so grateful to have given the opportunity to do that's all i can really say and i've loved every second of it what about one thing I wanted to ask is what, what's it like to not only be in iconic movies, but also like heartwarming family movies like Rock and Roll Christmas or Generation Gap, which had just a who's who's star list of it. We interviewed mm. Hal Williams. He was in that. Yeah, that again, you know, these kind of um, uh, movies of the week or television movies or whatever, 
used to attract so many interesting actors that are truly iconic. And I was so lucky to be a part of all that and meet them, meet these people. Um, yeah, I, you know, well, Rock and Roll Christmas, for instance, um, that was a lot of fun for me because I got to get on stage and pretend I was a country and Western singer. Sure. <laughs> and that, that's always like something... I, like I told you when I was growing up, we always had music and singing through the house. I mean, we weren't like trained singers or anything like that, but we, we just used to sing randomly. So I've always had this real sort of deep love and connection with music and singing. And as a dancer, of course, I, everything I do, like when I work out or, or whatever, everything is in eights. It's endless. Five, six, seven, eight. Everything I do is like because of my dance background, which is when you dance, of course, you dance to music. So you count in eights or fours or whatever. Um, but uh, so Rock and Roll Christmas, the idea that I got to go into a recording studio and go on stage and perform in that way was just very, very appealing to me. Um, and also, because of my background in dance, being on stage, I feel like I'm at home. I've done some theater on stage, but I'm just comfortable there, you know, on the stage as with an audience in front of me. I love that. Um, yeah, I've done um, a bunch of Hallmark stuff. I've done Lifetime things. They also give me the opportunity to play different kinds of characters, mm -hmm. like... Um, uh, um, uh, like uh, in a Lifetime movie, I played a detective. And then another one I played, you know, uh, an alcoholic mom. <laughs> um, it's it's just really fun to play around with different characters and explore them and kind of draw them out of yourself in a way when you're, you know, acting. And you've also done that in some of uh, Tom Malloy's movies. We're interviewing him coming up. Oh, good. Yay, Tom Malloy. Tom Malloy has been so great about giving me roles in the movies that he's come up with. The first one he did was called The Attic. The Elizabeth Moss was in it. Um, I played her mother. Um, and I hadn't... So in the mid-90s, I kind of... I moved from L.A. to New York, and I had kids, and, you know, that whole thing that happens, especially with women. <laughs> mm -hmm. we, we, we take on this maternal role, and... And it put your career on the back burner for a little while. Um, but he offered me a role in The Attic. And um, that kind of got me back into it a little bit. I missed it. I missed it a lot. So it was really so fun for me to be a part of that movie. And then he's done... I think I've been in um, like five movies of his. I think so. Since Something then. like that. I, yeah. Like in, in total. Um, so again, grateful that he's there and he offers me these things that I that I can just sort of throw myself into. Um, different characters. The last one I did was uh, um, ask me. No, yes, ask me to dance. Uh, he he is a big fan of West Coast Swing dancing. So he's done two movies based around West Coast Swing and then he puts himself in the lead role because he loves 
this kind of dance. He does I've it noticed. himself, and he's very yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very good at it. And I got to play kind of the the mother of the bride of this thing, and it was really fun because she drinks a little too much and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I'm just uh, and Joyce DeWitt was in there too for a little bit. Yeah, Joyce and she and I have stayed in touch. She's oh, yes. uh, she's she's so talented, and she's such a lovely, lovely person. She lives in. Um, I believe Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yeah, I've heard we she talk. lives in New Mexico. At least that's what it says yeah. online. Yeah. Oh, and we've gosh. kept in touch. And um, she's just a, a lovely human being. Oh, talk about good 80s programs. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, three's Company is like legend. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And she's far more and talented than just that role. It's way beyond. Oh, yeah. She's a huge theater actress as well. She's done. She, I think that's her first love is theater, and she's fantastic because she has that big personality. Of course, she's exactly the same. She's exactly the same as she was on the show, you sure. know, it, or how you would picture her. She's just a, a spark plug. She's she's lovely. Yeah, I met her once at one of the comic cons in uh, oh, I think it was Chicago, and just a sweetheart. She really is. Yeah, yeah. So what are you going to do now? I mean, uh, I think you should do your theater thing again. What are you going to do? I would love to do some more theater. Um, Well, I just actually finished an episode of Law and Order. Nice. Yes, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, if you're an actor and you live in New York, you got to do a Law and Order at some point. Good point. Finally, I did one. Yay! And they brought back the original format, Law and Order, not the S SUV, right? I always say SVU, oh, cool. which is wrong. So it's the yeah. So oh, they, it is SVU. It's, no, it's not. Unit. It's the no, original it's one. Okay. I, I, always, I never got I, used to any of that new stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's the original format. Um, Sam Waterston is in it. He's back in it, which was I got so to good. work. I was on the set one day that he was there and um, actually his daughter is playing a lawyer in it and playing his character's daughter. So that's kind of cool. Um, And I was so, I kept saying, I want to do a selfie with Sam Waterstone. Do you think he'll let me? And everybody's like, oh yeah, he's the nicest guy. He'll, He'll take a selfie with you. But I never really worked right with him. So I lost my nerve. And I'm so mad at myself that I didn't, because I'm sure he would have been fine. But it was also, um, well, it was, I think it was his last day on on the season of the series. And it was 22 episodes, so it's a long season. Um, we were shooting the final episode of the, the 22nd season, the 22nd episode of the 22nd season. Um, so it's the last episode of the season. I was trying to find before I got on with you guys when it airs and I couldn't find specifically when it airs, but it, it's, I'm sure fairly soon on NBC. Um, but he just seemed like the nice, everybody loves, loved him. And uh, I just, I adore him. Um, but I didn't get up the nerve to get a selfie with him. Oh, a regret. That's the <laughs> first know, one I've is... heard so far. <laughs> I, know, I know, I do. Good point. 
<laughs> yeah that's awesome well mark we'll look up that episode and make sure we, we flash will. it on we'll the screen the so everybody catches it that's awesome cool do you have yeah. any like uh you know you could write a book or something you've done a lot with a lot of people and you've yeah. known some and you come from a time where uh computers had not totally infiltrated everything and now no um, not even a little bit and and, um, and and you talk about the TV where the actors were everything because it, it really didn't look that good. And so now TV looks as big budget as your movie screen. I don't even barely go to the movies. Do you? I do. I love going oh. to the movies, but oh, then I'm old cool. time, you know? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. My husband and I are big movie fans, mm. theater movie fans. I mean, obviously we take advantage of the streaming stuff, but, um, there's nothing like sitting in a theater and watching a movie. There just isn't, in our opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I know, it's kids. I'm always in a kid movie at the movies. <laughs> Maybe later. Yeah. When they're a little bit older, I'll. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so no, I do that. But yeah, I mean, they are much more big budget. I mean, network television is slowly fading away, sadly. Um, well, sadly, I'm not sure it's, it's the way of the world, isn't it? Everything it is, is a, it's cyclical, uh, in a way, but yeah, I mean, so if Amazon came to you and said, Catherine, uh, you know, we, we, we want you to do this. It's 10 episodes, you know, would you do that? Would you, or is that, you know, are, are you still open to these kinds of roles? Do you do pursue them or? Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. I would do something on Amazon or, uh, you Netflix know, Netflix or whatever. Netflix, Hulu, Netflix yeah. are, yeah, right. I mean, they produce some incredible products. So, yeah. of course, I'd be open to that. Um, I've been actually trying to get involved with some of these streaming platforms, I guess you call them, um, because uh, with a script that I co-wrote with uh, a friend of mine that um, actually one of the producers from that I've worked with years ago uh, had this idea to put me together with a, a fellow Canadian writer. Um, and we put, we wrote a script together. It's a, it's, it's a really interesting, I think, of course, <laughs> um, mother daughter story. Um, they have been estranged for years. She's a, she is a, um, uh, very, very popular influencer, making tons of money, but then she's slowly spiraling down this rabbit hole of, you know, she's things have become out of control. I play her mother that is a powerful uh, woman in the finance world, and my life is kind of spiraling out of control. We were, but we haven't, we've been estranged for years. There's been this, we just uh, fell out with each other for lots and lots of different reasons, but we're brought together with the death of my mother, her grandmother, who basically raised her through her teen years. And um, we end up sort of forced together and trying to um, come to, come to a consensus, I guess, or come back together, try to figure each other out and work through all our issues through the years. Um, it's a, it's a really powerful, dynamic, edgy, edgy script. Um, and it also, so we're, we, we had it with, uh, it, it has been optioned by a production company in Canada. Um, and we, we submitted it to Lifetime. 
Um, but we're also looking to submit it with, um, to like Netflix or anybody, any one of these streaming platforms, mm -hmm. because we think it would be a really great fit. And it would also be a great backdoor pilot mm -hmm. for a series, because what happens in the end, there's some, you know, redemption and, um, the mother becomes more involved with her daughter's career or this whole influencing world in a positive way. So they could carry on in that way um, in a series. So yeah, we're shopping that around, which is a whole new thing for me. And this would be something that I would direct. I've directed a couple of small things and I just love it. I love directing and it's a path that I really want to move towards more and more. So I'm working on that, keeping me very busy. Um, I've got like a couple of, projects that I'm developing and to direct and to like as once for stage when this one would be for a streaming platform. There's another one um, that would be like an independent movie thing. So yeah, it's, it's really fascinating and a lot of work. Your well-rounded passion serve you well. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you hope have so, so many so. talents at once. It's staggering, mm -hmm. really. <laughs> and <laughs> thank you. Now you're moving into this and you talk so passionately about it. I mm. think I think this is probably what you're going to find a new love in, in, in creating these things. I mean, because, yeah, it's got to be pretty fulfilling to create a piece of art like that. I, I can only imagine. Yeah, it's it's incredibly uh, invigorating and stimulating. Um um, it's, it's a lot of, like I said, it's a lot of work. It, it's really intense work, but at times, you know, it's sort of like intense, 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 get the script together. And then you sort of relax for a while and see how people react. And then right now I'm in the middle of rewriting it, um, the script with my partner. Um, but it's, it's also incredibly creative because we're coming up with all these kind of new ideas and better ways to go about things. And, um, it, and it's really wonderful collaborating with people. I love that. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it all unfolds. Um, it, it, it's been an incredibly busy year, which is great. Uh, I was like, this next month or so, I'm all over the place. I'm doing a, um, I'm doing a convention in Seattle in mid-May over the weekend. It's, Oh, what is it called? It's called, <laughs> I forget all the names of them. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's should... enough though. We'll, uh, we'll find the information yeah. and give it out to right, our right, viewers. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, boy, that's terrible. I could, I could look it up, but um, I'm doing a convention in mid-May in Seattle. And then I'm going up to Vancouver where my brother lives um, afterwards. Um, and then having sort of a reunion with some old high school friends which is going to be really cool mm -hmm. because a couple of them live in Vancouver. One lives near Vancouver, but she happens to be passing through Vancouver on that Monday. So I'm really excited about that. Then I'm flying to Edmonton where my brother is retiring. They're having a big shindig for his nice. retirement. So it's just like, bam, 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 bam. And I just, even this last month has been all over the place, but I love it. And I'm going to LA in like a couple of weeks for like, you're just all 15, over the place. 10 days. A lot of work, a yeah. lot of family. Uh, sounds like a yeah. good month to me. 
Well, good yeah, for you. It's, it's really, really, really fun. It's, um, I'm having more fun now. And well, I had a lot of fun in the eighties and the nineties when I was working all the time and <laughs> oh. that was really super fun, but I'm really, I'm just, I don't know in this time of my life that I'm just like, it's great. I'm, I'm not stopping, man. I'm no. the same even over 50 now. And I'm like revved up even more. I just, you know, I know. It's and so you have so, yeah, you have so much enthusiasm and fire, and you're and you look the same, still beautiful, and wow, you know. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just saying, if you focus on anything, what's cool about you is your calm demeanor, and things just happen around you, and you're like, wow. And people are kind of they gravitate toward you, obviously, for obvious reasons. You're just <laughs> you're a magnet, so. Oh, thank if you. you just continue on this road, uh, don't forget about us, okay, Catherine? Mm-hmm. Oh, I will. Because <laughs> anytime you want to come on, yeah, anytime you want to promote anything you in my, you're doing, <laughs> in my awards acceptance speech, here we go. We'll flash the blue moon logo or the red moon <laughs> yeah. logo. I mean, honor after your parents. Comment. Don't yeah. After yeah. After <laughs> right, right, right. After, yeah. Mark and Brian. After my parents, my husband, and my kids, and Mark oh, and Brian. Mark and Brian. Couldn't have done it without them. Oh uh, no, of course. I mean, come back. Anything you want to promote, we would love to have sure. you back. And okay. I've already taken an hour. If you if you're not careful, I'll take another one from you today. Oh, but uh, you. you know, you. Uh, I know it's Saturday, and you have a lot going on. And I really, really appreciate being here. It was a pleasure, right. you guys. You were a lot of Great. fun. So okay, tell so, us about tell us about that brooch. Yeah, right. Don't you love the brooch? Little mm-hmm. little love bling it. going on here. Oh Look at that. Gosh. So Ivan Roth, who played the box boy, like when we're in in Night of the Comet, when we're in the mall, and all of a sudden, you know, they flash to the guy who's watching us on camera. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's like, oh, that guy? Zombie guy. The zombie guy. Mm-hmm. Um he we did a convention together and he got kelly and i both these little comet blings brooches he said mm-hmm. they look like a comet to me so he gave and i wear it on this jacket all the time now so thank you ivan i'm also going to be seeing ivan when i go to los angeles kelly wow. ivan and i are going for lunch so yeah that's uh that's my night at the comet uh, little salute maybe we should talk well, to ivan one of my red Oh, I bet you he would be fun, huh? Mm-hmm. You know what? You're going to talk me into it right now. He is the most awesome guy ever. I, you should absolutely talk we'll to reach him. Out Ivan, if you're yeah. listening, I turned yeah. my moon red and wore my red shirt for your there we movie, go. buddy. Great we'll reach job. out to his I publicist or manager. And I love see. that movie. So. I can, I can, uh, I can uh, give him a, a little... Word. I put it yeah, in we appreciate you guys, it for Thank sure. You. Yeah, you. I can right. forward your information to him. I bet he would love it. He's, Definitely, he's give him a, give him my email. He's the coolest guy. I will. Well, I will. I hope you. I hope we made a friend today, Catherine. You are sure. so awesome. Let's keep in touch. And thank okay. you so very much for being here. Anytime you want to come back for any reason, yeah, I got all the time you want. Oh, thanks, guys. And if you ever get any sitcoms produced, Wilmington's a great location. <laughs> I know. They do a lot of shooting. It's a lot cheaper. Wilmington. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh. I mean, absolutely. I'll keep that in mind. I'll put my I'll 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 put that in my little producer there you go. box. <laughs> Excellent. Well, such an honor. Thanks so much, Catherine. You today. You're beyond awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.